Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Welcome everybody to Moments and... I have the one and only Grace Dickow, M. Grace Dickow, for those of you who know that her first name's actually Mary. She goes by Grace. I've asked her to change it to Grace because that's all that we know of her is Grace. <laughs> but she's got this M yeah. in the beginning of her name, and yeah. uh, we've never been able to solve that, uh, that <laughs> mystery. But, uh, <laughs> wow. but welcome, okay. Mary Grace, to oh uh, Moments. Gosh. and. Yeah. Um, Thanks for coming today. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's been some trash talk that has been going on over the last few weeks of moments because we've had Gina on the on moments with me. We've had Olivia. We've had Joseph and Joseph and Gina seem to have some, you know, like a rivalry. little sibling rivalry going on. I think it still has its unsolved mystery from their childhood. What yeah. do you know? You are you have the firsthand knowledge of their. I think it started of their trash talk. What, yeah, I think, what's I, I think it was rooted in when they were playing a Bible story, David and Goliath, and Joseph was David, and he threw a rock at Gina's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> True story. And I think that's where it started. And I think Gina has, you know, got some uh, post-traumatic possibly. Sin- um, PTSD, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is a serious thing. I don't mean to make light of it. And we're going we're gonna, yeah, sure. to pray for anybody that has that. But uh, so Gina has some side effects to uh, that moment <laughs> in time, huh? Uh, <laughs> so maybe uh, a little forgiveness would go a long way. You know, it, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's all I can think about. You know, she might have taken it on Roman once she dropped Roman <laughs> when he was a baby. Oh, that's right. Took him. To, we but, had to take him to the hospital. We had to. No, the doctor said he's fine. You can keep him home, but we called we, the doctor. We, we went were ready in to anyway. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we went to the emergency room. And, I guess um, I was I was having PTSD. I don't sorry, Gina. I didn't mean to bring that up because I know that was a sore spot there. I didn't mean to, but you really are. Gina's so good on moments. She's and really all great. The kids are. I, yeah. I love. They're all I great. Love them all. I love everybody. I love all the moments. I love the moments that we're having now. This new Wednesday night format. I, I really like it. It's been great for thus far, and we're going to continue as long um, as the Lord leads us. You know, all all along from beginning of 2020. And now the summer of 2021, we have taken the position of we're following the peace of God in everything we do, following the Holy Spirit and the peace of God. And we're connecting faith with wisdom. And we just continue to live that way because that's how we've always believed. That's how for as long as we've been believers, mm-hmm. we've had to, we've had faith most of that time. We always we, we haven't always had wisdom. Most no, we of that. had a lot of I zeal have, sometimes. Right, <laughs> we, more zeal than wisdom. Yeah, we had faith <laughs> and, and foolishness, but yeah. now we have more faith and wisdom, which thank God that we can grow. Thank God we evo- we ever evolve, and uh, yeah. we were who we were, we are who we are, and it is yet to be revealed what we shall be. Right, so uh, <laughs> there's like some, it. there's some great truth there, but um, but what's God been speaking to you? What has been standing out? We've been talking about. It's, it's like one thing has led to another thing. We talked about the fatherhood of God and led us to our heavenly father and led us to heaven. It led us to judgment. And we've talked a lot about over the last couple of weeks to make some distinctions so people would be alleviated of all their fears concerning judgment. We've went through the, we went through the Bible on what judgments really apply to the believer and what to the non-believer. But what's been standing out for you? I think what what stands out to me is um, just the, you really drill down on um, father, father me. And um, to me, I can't, I can't get that out of my mind. Can't shake Um, that. I think that everybody, you know, deals with, well, you, you paired it up with like insecurity because God always provides an answer, you know, and sometimes you don't even know you have a problem. And then you, you hear God's word and you're like, wow, I don't know why, but that just hits me right at home. And I think that um, when Jesus and when the father said, this is my son, listen to him. You're like, you know, the father acknowledged and approved Jesus right there. And that's all Jesus needed to be secure. Yeah. And if we are in Christ, then we get that same approval. Yeah. So I think when I think about the coming out of COVID and everything's changing, everything's opening up. But there's like I what I feel is like there's a lot of insecurity in the air. I think people still are really insecure about what to do, what, how to change, what we should take from the past and bring into the future, what we should leave in the past, what we should... I mean, it's just my thoughts. I don't yeah, know what you think great. about that, if you, if you feel well, like... 
you know, insecurity is the, the root word for insecurity is to be without a root and without a cure to be without a root and oh, to yeah. be without a cure. So when we, when we are without a root and we're trying to grow a tree, but we don't have a good root system and we're without a cure for something that's sick or causing pain in our lives, that creates insecurity. And the insecurity is also like a gap between who we are and who we want to be a gap between how we were raised and how we wish we would have been raised. So there's all these places where insecurity settles in people's hearts, but I want to give yeah. people the assurance because what you said prompted me to, to remind people that their heavenly father has chosen gladly mm. to give them the kingdom. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 32, your father in heaven, your heavenly father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. And I really want to encourage everybody as we, as we, I want to, I want to get into praying for people. I want to get into father, father me. I want God to father people today. Yeah. But before we answer some of those questions and move on, I really want to encourage everyone watching that the kingdom of God, that the father is the father of God is the father of the kingdom. And we're the kids of the kingdom. And all of you are the kids of the kingdom. Our father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. Now I want us to get ready to give for a moment. I want to take a moment to give, but before we take a moment to give, I want you to really think about how your father has chosen to give you the kingdom and the kingdom of God is not um, what we eat or drink. The kingdom of God is not about our needs being met. The kingdom of God is about God's way of doing things and God's way of doing things is to plant a seed. That's God's way. That's the kingdom way is not to take from somebody else. The kingdom way is to plant a seed for your future harvest. So good. And I want to encourage everybody to take a moment right now and plant a seed for your future harvest. Like if you want an abundant harvest, the way that you can determine the harvest you're going to receive is by the seed you sow. Even God as great as he is and as miraculously powerful as he is, but even God cannot multiply a seed that you don't sow. Even God cannot multiply a seed that does not get planted in the ground. So you got to plant seed. A farmer knows you got to plant seed to get a harvest. I want to encourage you to plant a seed today, plant a, a, a seed of generosity, a seed of giving for your future. Like I want the last five months of, 2021 to be better than the first seven months were. I want the last few weeks and months of this year to be better than the last few weeks and months of last year. I want my 2022 to be better than my current 2021. I, I can control. There's some things about the future I can't control, but the things I can control, I want to zero in on those. And what are the ones, one of the things we can control are the seeds we plant so plant a seed right now. I want to pray for your needs. I want to pray for your seeds and for your needs. Plant a seed. It's time to give. You can see all the ways that you can give online. But take a moment and plant a seed towards your future because this is what gives you peace of mind is knowing that your father in heaven is taking care of that seed and multiplying it. And he wants to multiply it back to you and give it to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Mm, so so good. take a moment to give. Let me pray over your giving. Let me pray over your sow, sowing, your, your seed and your need. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you said that you would supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. I pray that you would truly reveal and provide and turn over to each person believing today Reveal to them their harvest, manifest their harvest, help them to see the harvest of the seeds that they're sowing. I thank you, Father, that you've chosen gladly to give us the kingdom and we plant kingdom seeds in the kingdom of God. And we thank you for a miraculous harvest to come back in the form of needs met, jobs, businesses, ideas, inventions, wisdom, solution, insights, answers in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for, um, for joining us tonight on moments again. And we've talking about, and thank you for giving as well. We appreciate you planting the seed. That's how the kingdom of God operates. And, um, 
boy, we, we have some stories of our past where we didn't have any money, right? <laughs> and we, yeah. all we had was seed. We could eat our seed or we could plant our seed. And um, I think we kind of planted some of it and ate some of it <laughs> because we, didn't, we just didn't know any better. But God has been good and God has given us a harvest. It takes time. I want to encourage people to be patient. Mm. Don't be in a hurry. Mm. We've been in this thing now for 30-something years. And we're now reaping some of the harvest of some of the early seeds. And you know how difficult those early years were. Yeah, I think it's so true when they say just don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. And, you know, one thing that I think is really important for people to know is that um, like the as far as as long as cold and heat remain, as long as summer and winter remain, as long as the earth remains, summer, winter, cold, heat, seed time and harvest will remain. Yeah. So um, we always want to sow. We always, because God gave, he gave his son. I was thinking about that when you he were talking about, his wow, son. this is how the kingdom of God works. It comes, the world's like, give me, give me. Um, I need more. I need more. But God's kingdom is like give because the more you give, it just comes back to you. And the harvest keeps coming. I think we sometimes focus on keep sowing, keep sowing, but we forget to receive. We have to continue. Like you breathe in and then you breathe out. You have to do both. So when you plant your seed now, you have to get yourself in gear to receive and have that mindset. Okay, I I sowed that seed. Now I'm going to spend the rest of my day thanking God and receiving what he the blessing that he wants me to have. So good. And, you know, it's so true because God, it was God's idea to give. He's the most generous being in the universe. So true. And we've been the recipients of God's generosity. And we, I want to inspire you. I want to encourage people to, to be unafraid because everybody believes the word of God. Like most people watching today and connecting with us today. They believe God's word. They believe the, the word of God is the Bible. They believe the Bible is the word of God. They believe Jesus' words. But so why is it we don't, why is it we have a hard time giving? Sometimes I think it's because we forget that Jesus promised that when you give, it's going to be given back to you. Mm-hmm. And that, that sounds like, it almost sounds like a selfish thing that I'm going to give because it's going to be given back to me. Like almost like you would teach, have to teach a little child that give and it'll be given back to you to kind of motivate them to give because it does seem a little selfish, but it was Jesus idea. It was God's idea to say, give and it will be given back to us because he wants us to know that there's power in giving and you can never outgive God. Mm -hmm. It'll always be given back to you. Generosity is a miraculous. It's a miraculous act. It's a miraculous way of thinking and it's a miraculous way of behaving because when you're generous it does come back to you in so many more ways than how you give it. It'll come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. It comes back in spiritual ways, emotional ways, financial ways. It's just miraculous, isn't it? Generosity it is. and giving. And I think it comes down to what you've said a lot and which we cannot hear enough, and that is that um, God is not mad at us. He loves us. He's a good father. Again, to bring up the father, not to keep going back to that. Yeah, but we're coming I, back I to that right like now. The father, I feel that. <laughs> religion doesn't teach us that he's a father. He's a God and he's judging and he's getting, you got to get it right. And even little kids, it's like, be careful what you see, little eyes, what you hear, because the father's looking down. Like he's saying everything you do, so you better do it right. And it's like, oh my gosh, we plant that even in our children, that God's looking at you and you better be good. And he knows when you're not. And it's like, he's a father. I, I know a lot of people right now, like my friends, they have kids and they have grandkids. And all they want to do is lavish their kids with blessing. Like they want their kids blessed. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, who wouldn't? Right? Who, who wouldn't? And, and, but, so we have to just remember, he's not just God, he's our father. Yeah, he really is. Different. And we want, we want our father to father us. And we're going we're gonna to come to that too as well. But I think um, Jesus even said, now this is going to kind of tie a lot of things that we've been talking about together. He's talking about father, we're talking about heaven, we're talking about judgment. Jesus actually said, and maybe our team can find the verse here while I'm talking about it. But Jesus said, even the father doesn't judge you. Even the father will not judge you. The father has given all judgment to the son. Jesus said this to the disciples. Even the father isn't going to judge you for the father has given all the judgment to the son and the son is dying for you. You know, he's like the the father's not going to judge you. I think it's really important for people to understand 
if you want to be refathered by God, which I think everybody needs to reparent themselves, because even the best parents, you know, we talk about this, even the best parents only can do 50% of the job in raising a kid because you do the best you can, but ultimately that kid has to be raised the rest of his life by the father, by their heavenly father, their earthly mother and father can only raise them for 18 years for the next 60 years of their life or more. They have to be raised by their heavenly father, right? They do. So many things are going through my mind right now because <laughs> I mean, like if we're at dinner, usually we sit at dinner and this is what we do. We talk and then, and then you start talking and I'm like, I'll get my phone. Out. I'll be like, okay, you say that again. Cause I need to like, remember this, you know, because I, you've really taught me a lot about the father, love, his love and, and the generosity of God and the acceptance. And, but I, I do have a question Yeah. because what, because you'd mentioned a really good thing. You said that insecurity is to be without a root. Yeah. What if you are, because you're like, you know, we have to all be refathered. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm in that line. Like, I still, I can't get enough of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and like you said, 50% of it, we, we, our parents did the best they could, but we have to do it. Our, we have to go. The go rest, to the father. With the father. Right? We have to lean in. And sometimes it's easier to listen to rules. Like, just tell me what to do. What should I do? What, <laughs> what do I do? I just want to know, Lord, just tell me what to do. And some, and you often, you know, what we have to remember is that God wants us to be, it's like, be loved, be secure, be my son, my daughter, you know, that's what he's interested in and be the church. Like, um, we've been saying, you know, uh, but it's easier to just get into the mode of doing, doing, doing. So my question is when you feel like insecurity means without a root, what if you feel like you are rooted? What if you feel like you do have faith in God, but you still deal with insecurities? What then? Like, what is the, what is the, well, what is that problem? Because sometimes I feel that way. I feel like I know God, I know God loves me, but then there's times where I feel insecure, like about the future, about my life. And I don't know. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, insecurity comes from several places. Okay. It comes from this gap, this, this, this gap emerges from a feeling of being unaccepted. Okay. So that's number one. When we feel unaccepted, there's a gap called insecurity in our soul. There's a gap from who we are, who we are feeling we are compared to who God says we are. So this gap comes from a lack of acceptance. So we have to go to God. The solution to a lack of acceptance is understanding God's acceptance, right? And Ephesians 1, 6 says, we have been accepted in the beloved. And it, but the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. And the father approved of Jesus and accepted Jesus, and he accepts us through Jesus. So we have to find our acceptance there because insecurity comes from a feeling unaccepted. Insecurity also comes from broken homes and um, abuse in families and abuse scars that have, that are there from abuse. So I believe there's a prayer of healing for, for many people that are watching to heal the father fracture. So I think we should devote a moment to that. In fact, we should just do that now in case we don't come back to it. We don't want to forget, like now that we're a little older, or at least on this side of the table, I'm a little older. I may have, I may forget that. I don't want to forget to pray for the father fracture to be healed. So let's believe God for that for you right now. Do you have a scar in your soul? Did you, did you get abused as a child? Did you, um, has there shame that your parents put on you for, you know, they'd always say shame on you. Really, they should have been saying shame off of you because Jesus took our shame for us. But um, if you've been abused, if you've been from a broken home, if you didn't have a father or if your father left or he wasn't, you know, he didn't know how to raise you or he was he was there, but he was absent in, in his soul because mothers usually do a great job. But fathers sometimes and not against nothing against any good fathers, great fathers. That's what we want. Great fathers. But a lot of us, a lot of people watching right now, you have a fracture. There's something broken inside. And I don't know that one prayer is going to settle it all for all time, but one prayer is going to settle it for this moment. Mm, and one yeah. prayer is going to get you further down the road than without that one prayer. Yeah. So let's believe God for your healing right now to heal the father fracture, mm -hmm. to heal where there's rejection, where there's pain, where there's insecurity, where there's been abuse, where there's been scars. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love us. Mm -hmm. 
and you father us. And I'm asking you, Father, yes, we're asking you. Yes, Father. Grace and I are asking you, Father, to father us and father everyone watching tonight, everyone connected right now. Thank father you. us. Father Thank you, Lord. the broken. Father the abused. Father the abandoned. Father the rejected. Father the one who's hurt, the one who's in pain. Father father us. Just say that out of your own mouth right now. Just say, Father, 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 me. father me. I invite you to heal me you to of heal my father fracture, father fracture, where there's been abuse and pain and rejection and abandonment. Heal me. Now, now right now, right this moment, God is healing you. He's healing you. Just mm -hmm. receive it. Just the Bible says when you ask God for something, believe you have received it. And it'll be granted to you. I want you to believe right now. Just take a moment and believe so good. that you've received your healing in Jesus name and just start thanking God for it. Just start thanking him for it. That's good. And come on, let's just thank God Lord, for it right yeah, now. We just you. agree. Thank you, Father. Right. Thank every you, person to be healed. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the healing. We thank, thank you, you for the delivering. We thank you, Father, for closing the gap that is in the soul of every you, life connected here right now in Jesus name. Amen. And Greg, I just, I feel like yeah. there's somebody watching right now um, and you feel like you've been, you've had prayer, you've gotten, even maybe seen a therapist, you've had pastors pray for you and you just feel like there's still, it's unsolvable, but it's not unsolvable. And I just pray you just feel bathed right now in God's love because Amen. there is that love that the father, only the father can bring to you. There's only that. There's that connection that he wants with you because you're his child. You're not like any of his other children. You're the you're so special to him. And he's been wanting you to come to him and come under his wings. Like he's got broad shoulders. Yeah. You can rely on him. And I just pray that you would let go right now of every doubt and, and anything that the enemy's trying to make you feel like you're left out. Nobody knows. And sometimes it's okay if nobody knows because the father knows. He knows. And, and the he Father knows. himself tenderly loves you. Yes, that's right. So I just I just thank yeah. you, Father, that you yeah. are touching Receive each it. person. Not one person's forgotten. You care for each of us. Not one of us is missing. We are all part of your family by the grace of God and by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for it. Amen. There you go. So we didn't forget. We prayed for the Father fracture. That's a good word about if you even, like if you, been prayed for receive this moment of prayer for your life to be healed. And, and I want to just fill in some of the gaps on insecurity still, since we're talking about it, because we need prayer and we also need knowledge, right? Cause without knowledge, mm -hmm. my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. So I think, um, insecurity comes from poor, a poor image of ourself. Like, look, even the prettiest people in the world deal with like, it's not the, it's not the people. It's often the people that look normal to us or look thinner than normal to us that are dealing with uh, anorexia, bulimia, poor, uh, you know, like conditions that cause you great anxiety and fear over you, you never think that you're enough. You never think that you're pretty enough. You never think that you're, you know, that your the skin of the color of your skin is pure enough, or it's not the color that you wish it was would be. Maybe it's a thin, it's lighter or darker than you want it to be, uh, or you want it to be lighter, or you want it to be darker. And you got to let go of those images of what you think your body should be, and accept your body as it is. And then pray that you get a plan from God on how to improve it if you want to improve it. But you got to approve it. First, you approve it as it is. And then you'll have the balance to improve it the way you want it to be. You got to approve it as it is. You got to approve it as it is. I know some people will say, some gurus will say, don't approve of you being not looking your best. You, you, you need to hate that so much that you'll do something about it. But that's, that's like a psychological trick that you don't want to hate yourself enough to do something about your condition. You, you, you can hate um, bad habits, but you don't want to hate yourself. 
And even if you're not in the shape that you want to be in right now, don't hate that. Love you some you the way you are right now and approve of you right this moment because God approves of you right this moment. And God could live anywhere in the universe and he chose to live inside of your body. So it must have been good enough for him to, for the king of the universe to house himself in the hotel of your body, right? right? All right, yeah. (laughs) Don't get me started now. I'll get to preaching about this. But you've got to approve of yourself because God approves of you. And then you can improve yourself with whatever you, in whatever way you want that'll make you the best version of yourself in your, in your opinion. Don't worry about what other people think. And you need to let go of thinking God's against you because God loves you just the way you are. He approves of you just the way you are. He lives in you just the way you are. Now approve of yourself and then you can improve. So that's anything you want to say about that before I get to the next point of no, insecurity. I think, I think you said it all. Okay. It's so good. Um, fourth source of insecurity is feeling um, overshadowed by others. You're preoccupied by, by, you're preoccupied in your mind with, with people. You're thinking about people that seem to be smarter, wealthier, nicer, more successful. And then this creates doubt in your ability for yourself. When you compare yourself, when we compare, we despair. So the solution for this comparison trap of be, feeling overshadowed by others is you got to realize God overshadows you. And God said, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. In you, I'm well pleased. You bring me great joy. You got a version of that verse where that actually God's voice came to David in Psalm chapter 2 as a prophecy of God's voice to Jesus about approval and about the father fathering us. Why don't you share that? And then we'll pray. We'll talk about these other forms of insecurity or these other sources. That's so good. It says in um, Psalm 2, it says, then he will speak to them. um, But as for me, verse 6, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have fathered you. Wow. He said, you are my son. And this is Psalm chapter two. So this is, this is Old Testament. This is the Old Testament. And yet we're hearing the voice of God that God spoke to Jesus, this very verse or a form of this verse. See, God speaks to us through the Bible. It's really important to understand. Like even when the father spoke to Jesus in Matthew, in Mark chapter one, when he came up out of the waters of baptism, God, Jesus heard the voice of God from heaven, everybody heard his voice, but the father from heaven spoke something he had already said in Psalms chapter two. He said that to Jesus. So I really want to encourage people to practically learn, learn this practical point of how the father will speak to you through scripture. Scripture is God's primary way of speaking to us. And even when he speaks to us, something in our soul, it will be based out of scripture. It will be based on something he said in the Bible because he, because he gave us the word of God so that the voice of God will match up with the word of God and you'll be able to right. move on, move forward in your life. So, so, the, so the father says here, the, the Lord said, I, today I have fathered you. You are my son. Today I have fathered you. And it's different in different translations. Today I've begotten you, mm-hmm. one Never translation says, right? Yeah. And that's what New Testament uses that word begotten, but here in the Old Testament, he uses the word fathered. I love it. Because God has never changed. He's always been our heavenly father. We changed when we got born again, right? So, so he said, today I have fathered you. And then isn't it great, this next verse, because you, you got me thinking about this. In the very next verse, he says, ask it of me and I will give you the nations as mm-hmm. your inheritance. First, he says, Today I fathered you. Then he says, ask of me anything. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. So once we know that he's fathering us, it gives us that security to ask him for anything. And here he says, ask me for the nations. Generosity. Yeah. That's how generous God is. That's his heart to give. And it starts with him fathering us. Yeah. He said, today I have fathered you. Now ask of me and I'll give you the nations. 
Wow. I, that's amazing. Isn't that great? And then he says in verse 12, kiss the sun. <laughs> hey, listen to this verse. It's incredible. Kiss the sun so that he will not be angry with you and you perish on the way for his wrath may be kindled quickly. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. He says, kiss the sun so that he's not angry with you. And listen, you said it earlier. We said it. God spoke to me in 1992. Yeah. He said, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad about you. And then he said, tell people, tell my people, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at them. I'm mad about them. Mm -hmm. God is not angry with us. Amen. The father is not angry with us. But if you reject the son, that's why he says kiss the son. But if you reject Jesus, because God poured out his anger and wrath on Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. But if somebody rejects Jesus, then they will, they will experience the father's wrath. They will experience the wrath of God simply because they've rejected the answer, the answer. The provision that God made, the right? The bridge out, the, the escape, the way of escape. This is the way of escape. It's, it's the, the way, way out. out of that. It's the way out of that. You know, because <laughs> you were talking about listening to the voices. Like, uh, I think you were saying something, about, and it was making me think about how the other verse we shared where he said, this is my beloved son in the, like, Luke in or something you like well that. Please, in you Mark well please, Mark 1.11. And he said, listen, no, and then, oh, and then way, and on the Mount of Matthew Transfiguration. Matthew 17, right. And he said, listen to him. Listen to him. And I thought, you know, sometimes when you started to say this, like we get so many voices yeah. in our head and sometimes we're not sure like how to know which voice is God's voice, you know, but like you said, Jesus and the word are one. Listen so to I him. I think listen to him, listen yeah. to the word, kiss the sun. It's kind of like you got to like be one with the word, you know, yeah, that's not good. you have to know everything. You don't have to know everything. Just but put yourself in a place where you can like, like tonight you're sitting here for a moment. So good for you. You're getting the word into your heart, the word of Jesus Christ and what he did for you, because we just have to hear that more and more and more. You know, that's we the do. love of the father that I did it, it all. Is. Just relax, receive and believe. It's so much easier than I think. I know it that really I made it harder than than it needs to be. But well, and getting back to this verse. No, that's Sorry, so good. No, it's good. <laughs> and getting back to the verse that we're talking out of kiss the sun. The reason why we're supposed to kiss him is because he's kissing us first, right? Kiss the son back because he kissed you by dying on the cross. He kissed you by going to the cross for you, then dying for you, then rising from the dead. He kissed you when he was on that cross and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He kissed you when he said, it is finished. He kissed you when he said, the father himself tenderly loves you. Now kiss him back. How do we kiss him back? First, by accepting him as our savior. Mm. Kissing him means breathing in, like you take in, we've kissed, we know that what it is to exchange breath, right? <laughs> exchange kiss, <laughs> right? Are you hearing me, people? Are you hearing this? When you kiss the sun, you're exchanging your saliva with the one you're kissing, you're exchanging, I don't mean to make it like, Bad. It's really good. <laughs> you're, you're exchanging breath. You're exchanging life. You're exchanging, you know, the, the, the bodily fluids, kissing somebody. So when we kiss the son, we're exchanging his will for ours, his sacrifice for our sin. His, he gives us his righteousness. We give him our sin. He gives us his righteousness. We give him our Sickness, he gives us his healing. We give him our curse, he gives us his blessing. We give him our, our judgment, yeah. he gives us mercy. We give him our foolishness, our mistakes. He, he gives, gives us, us our, perf he makes us perfect in the Father's eyes. And gives us wisdom. Yeah. He, hey, this is a great deal. Like, I just don't want Good anybody trade. to, Good trade. yeah, I don't want anybody to miss this trade. Like, kiss the sun. There's only one way any human being will ever suffer the wrath of God, and that is by rejecting the son. That's why he says, kiss him. Yeah. And then uh, it's a life. Then from that moment on, it's a life. It's a lifetime supply of kisses from, from Jesus. Yeah. It's a lifetime supply of kisses from the father, right? When the prodigal son came home, the father ran to the son and embraced him and began to kiss him. He didn't say clean him up first. He kissed him, kissed him while he was dirty. Yeah. Kiss 
the dang son of God. Kiss the son. He, did, he, he gave it all for you. He's kissing you yeah. with his grace. He's yes. kissing you with his mercy. He's kissing you with his, with his healing. He's kissing you with his righteousness. Take it and kiss him back yeah. and make the exchange. If you've never made it, if you've never received Jesus, you should do it now. He's kissing you. Kiss him back. I love this verse. This came out of, listen, this verse comes from the verse you talked about. Father me. Mm. Today I fathered you. Today I've fathered you. Yeah, right. Today I've given you the ability to ask for anything. And now, today, kiss the sun mm -hmm. so that you are delivered from the wrath and the anger. God is not angry because he's mad at anybody. God's not angry. He's, he's happy. But God is a just God. Yeah. And there has, there has to be justice for what people have done. For all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. God, God is a, everything has to be equal. Everything has to be just. There's justice. Yeah. Justice must be served. A crime has been committed and a penalty needs to be applied. Fortunately for us, the crime was Adam and Eve's sin, but Jesus paid for Adam and Eve's sin so that through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we can now reign in life as kings. I love it. That's the justice system. Now, if you reject the justice system that God provides, which is I'm going to take your penalty for you, and you re reject the abundance of grace and you reject the gift of righteousness, then you have to pay the consequence of your sin and pay the price for your sin yourself. And why would you want to do that when Jesus has already paid it, right? Right. That's right. That's right. I think kiss the sun also it just means like embrace what he did, like you're saying. Embrace what Just he did. embrace it. And it's really hard. Like I said earlier, it's hard sometimes in our flesh or our humanness. We want to do, do, we want to work, work for it. We feel bad for someone to give us something that we didn't deserve or to give us something that we didn't work for. It feels like we're cheating the system. But I think that's the heart of God. It's a heart of you as a pastor for people to just for us to see you just embrace, receive, embrace it all, receive yeah, it. Don't yeah. feel guilty embrace anymore because when he sees you, he sees Jesus. That's the that's kissing the son. That's kissing the son with him. That's you know? it. So and when now, you yeah, when the father sees you, he sees Jesus. That's right. When I, when he sees me, he oh, sees no. his righteousness. Right. Sees the, sees the Holy Spirit filling up the emptiness. Yeah. When he sees us, he sees the blood he shed. Um, and kissing the sun also means it's like when Jesus spit on the he spit when the guy was the, the guy was blind. Jesus spit on the ground. He made spittle and he put it on the man's eyes. And it was it's kind of like whatever is coming out of Jesus' mouth, you should receive whatever's coming out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. What comes out of his mouth? Mercy. What comes out of his mouth? Grace. What comes out of his mouth? Healing. What comes out of his mouth? Power. So kissing the sun means accepting, like you're saying, embrace mm -hmm. whatever he's, whatever he's spitting out, take it. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the one person's spit you want oh to receive, goodness. right? It's like, you don't want to be, you don't want to, receive anybody else's spit, but you want to receive Jesus' spit. Oh, my gosh. Because oh it's God. the Holy Spit, you know, <laughs> okay, right? Okay. It's Holy Spit. I, yes. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It's Holy Spit. And Jesus is full of Holy Spit okay. to give us, bring us holiness through his spit and healing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's nothing better. He's pure. He's good. He, he's, he's everything we need, you know? It's like kiss him then, yeah. you know, like receive, yeah. receive, 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 receive. He's kissing you. Receive it. Respond. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus. I don't know if we're out of time yet or not, but maybe, but I want to talk, I want to mention a couple of things about insecurity before we end this. But if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord, the first kiss is receiving him as your savior and Lord. I want you to receive that right now. I want to pray with you. If you've never received Jesus Christ, your Savior and Lord, kissing the Son today means receiving the gift of salvation, the free gift of salvation. You don't have to pay anything in return. You don't have to give anything back. If you want to do something great for God, do it. But that doesn't have anything to do with your salvation. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. So accept it freely. And the Bible says, by grace, we've been saved 
through faith, that not of ourselves, it's the free gift of God. So no one can boast. It's a free gift of God. Receive it. Pray right now. If you've never done this, pray right now out loud with me. Just say this right where you're sitting, right where you're watching, right where you're listening. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life. Just say that out loud. I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my Savior and Lord. I believe Jesus died for my sins. Say that. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. The blood of Jesus cleanses me. Say that. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin. From this moment forward, say that. From this moment forward, I'm a child of God. If you prayed that prayer, you just made the greatest decision of your life. And if you prayed that prayer, you made the greatest decision of your life. And we want to congratulate you and we want to celebrate with you. And there should be a link on the screen where you can get a copy of our book, Absolutely Free, The Power of a New Life. It's the next steps in this journey. What's, what just happened to you and what happens next? It's, it will change your life. You can download it for free anywhere in the world. Get it right now. Like I said, the link should be on there. And uh, congratulations. We welcome you yes. to the family of God, God, right? God, yes. We love you. Jesus wow. loves you. It's done. And it's you, you've just been kissed by Jesus. Oh, and you've it. just kissed him back. Yeah. And you don't have to live in fear anymore. Yes. You don't have to live with a low view of yourself anymore. You don't have to live feeling abandoned anymore. The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 10, when my father or mother forsake me mm. or abandon me, the Lord will take me up, right? Yeah. The Lord, some of you have had abandonment issues. Yeah. Some of you have had rejection issues. We, we speak from experience. <laughs> we don't speak from yeah. theology school. We speak from rejection school. We speak, we speak from abandonment issue school. We speak from the school of hard knocks. We've experienced our own pains. Our parents did the best they could. We, we love, love them. them. Mm -hmm. We pray for them. We, we bless them. them. We honor them. Um, but we all have had some fracture in our life. We all have suffered something because Adam and Eve, it's not even your parents' fault. It's Adam and Eve. If you want to blame somebody, but don't blame, just take Jesus takes the blame and he pays for us all. So None good. of us have to be victims. We can all be victors now, victors in Christ. Um, if you've had abandonment issues or rejection issues, I just speak to those wounds in your soul. Be healed you, in Lord. Jesus' name. Yes. Be healed of rejection right now. Be healed of abandonment. Be healed of loss and grief. Right now, you, healing God. is flowing from grief. What else is Jesus healing people of, Grace, today? Because he's a healer, and we're not trying to be a, we're not trying to have a TV show here. We just want to pray for your, your healing, if there is anybody else out there that needs it. I just pray for the healing of loneliness and just feeling great. alone. Like, just feeling like I don't really have anybody in my life. I can't tell you how many people, I, anyway, I know so many people feel that way, and it's, Obviously, coming out of COVID, we've all experienced a lot of loneliness in 2020, in the earlier part of this year. But there's a deep loneliness that God wants to touch in you. Um, he wants to touch your heart, and he wants to heal that loneliness because it's, like a, it's almost like a fretful, you know, just letting yourself go, letting yourself fret, letting yourself worry, letting yourself just feel like, oh, I'm just so alone. But I pray today that your eyes will be opened to see that you have three Right there, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. They are your best friends, and they are there with you wherever you are. You cannot run from them. They are with you now forever. And as high as you go, as far as you go, you might feel backslidden. You might feel like you're such a sinner. You're lost. But guess what? When you call in the name of Jesus, they all three are right there. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're with you, and you are not alone. And what better company than the three, you know, those three, the ones who were in the beginning, and they'll be there at the end. Everybody else will come and go, but the Father, Son, boy, you're in great company. You're not alone, and I pray that God would just open your eyes to see there's Jesus more with name. you yes. than against you. Amen. Amen. That's great. Beautiful. And treat loneliness, this is such a good prayer and such a good word, and treat loneliness as an invitation from God. Like the way we treat anxiety is a signal to pray, mm. right? Okay. Treat anxiety as a signal to pray because it's at that moment that God has anointed you to pray about that situation. You're anxious because your adrenaline is rushing through your body and st stress hormone cortisol. Anxiety 
is is coming to the surface because you have adrenaline and God is anointing you to pray at that moment. That's why it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God and the peace of God, mm. which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So treat anxiety as a signal, as a signal to pray. And in the same way, treat loneliness as an invitation from the father. Instead of treating loneliness as something that's plaguing you, treated as like that's an invitation that the father wants to be closer to you because only he like what you're saying only the father and the son and holy spirit like you said only the only god can fill that loneliness so the reason you feel it is because you've come to the realization nobody else can fill that hole except god and so treat loneliness as an invitation from god mm. to have intimacy with him and that'll set your mind free from the mindset when you when these waves of loneliness come upon you, you'll realize they don't have power over you. They're simply revealing a place in your soul that is longing for God. Right. You're longing for God and only he can satisfy it. Oh, so good. It's so life changing, isn't it? Mm hmm. Love it. I don't know. We got any more time on the clock? Where, where are we at? Not that I'm. <laughs> Not that I'm, you know, oh, I don't, I, I'm not, I, I'm not done, but I'm not, oh I'm not needing to finish either. No. <laughs> but that, those are two same thing. I think. I think that when you're in that moment too, what you just explained and talked about the signal to God's invitation. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, I'm not saying that he's holding out on you, but if you just go ahead and like let him love you and let him be that best friend right now, you're going to get over to that place that you've been wanting. You've been looking for someone else to kind of get you a boost and get you to the other side. Yeah. And you're looking for that. Maybe you feel like, you know, if I only had a boyfriend, or if I had a girlfriend, or if I had a significant other, or if I had someone who accepted me, or if I could have someone just say, good job, or someone just say, thank you. But see, we don't need to be reduced to that level where we need it from the outside. So if we can tap into who's watching us and loving us and approving us and just adoring us. I mean, if you could tap into that right there, I think it heals a lot of grief. It heals a lot of loneliness. It so heals good. addictions. It heals all those things. And sometimes we're just trying to get it from somewhere else because we just get back to just believing. He, yeah. You are his and he's not mad at you. He's not there mad you at you. He loves you. So I know I'm repeating myself. No, no. it's good. Me too. <laughs> um, so so okay. we treat anxiety as a signal of prey. We treat loneliness as an invitation from God to draw near, draw close uh, to intimacy with him. And we use insecurity. We should treat insecurity as something that draws us to God also. Insecurity can be used in the same way anxiety, like I'm flipping the script on anxiety by saying treat it as a signal of prayer. I'm flipping the script on loneliness because by treating it as a invitation. invitation from the Father. And I'm flipping the, the script on insecurity by treating it as an opportunity to be set free from fear. Okay, here's how that works now. Insecurity in my life delivered me from fear because I read a scripture in Psalm 30. I think it's Psalm 34, verse 4, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I have the right verse here. But it says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Mm -hmm. Is that Psalm 34 yeah. verse mm -hmm. four? Mm -hmm. That's right. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he rescued me. One translation says he rescued me from all my fears. Another translation says he, he delivered me from my, from my insecurities. You say, which translation is that? It's the one I just spoke. It's my <laughs> spoken translation. <laughs> I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my insecurities because insecurity is fear. Same thing. It's just another form of fear. Mm. And when we seek him, now I want to make it easy for you to seek God. It's not this long, go out into the middle of the ocean and find God somewhere. Seeking God means looking to him. It's, it's more seeking God is more what you're focused on. Seeking God means focusing on what Jesus did, focusing on what God's saying, focusing on what he's done for you. Seeking God is all that. about focus. It's not about effort. 
I got to give all my effort to seek the Lord. Who even knows what that means? Have you sought the Lord? If you pray, if you pray for 10 minutes, is that enough? If you pray for an hour, is that enough? No, that's, it's not about that. It's not mm -hmm. about a measuring stick of how much time. It's about what you're focused on. Are you focused? When you're focused on what Jesus said, fear will leave you. When you're focused on what Jesus is, fear will leave you. When you focus on what Jesus has done for you, fear and insecurity leaves you. That's what seeking the Lord means. We're going to have to talk about this another time. That, Do you yeah. have another translation no, for that? Um, well, New Living Translation says, I prayed to the Lord. He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Freed you. Freed me from all my fears. So I used good. to listen on the radio when I was a young Christian. I listened on the radio driving to work as a 17, 18-year-old. And, the, you know, preachers would come on the air. One preacher in Detroit, where I grew up, one preacher would preach. Then he'd stop and he'd ask the person, the other person to read the verse. And then in the, while the person's reading the verse, he'll comment on the verse and he'll start, and even while they're reading the verse, he'll just interject what he thinks about that verse. And then he'll go, go on and keep reading. Mm. It's, it was hilarious. It was funny to me. And, uh, it really was a, a reminded me cause I'm, you're <laughs> know, reading the verse and I'm interrupting you verse. and preaching you about the preaching. verse. Okay. So, but read that one again, freed me. I want you to get that. Um, it says, I prayed to the Lord. He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Um, so good. One version says he, he, made, he took away everything that was making me so afraid. <laughs> all you got to do is focus on Jesus, focus on what he did on the cross, go to God about it, hand him your, your fears and say, God, I'm, I'm afraid of what people think. I'm afraid of um, missing out. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm insecure about how I look. I'm insecure about my financial situation. I'm insecure about my health. I'm insecure. I'm like, that's seeking God. Just I'm insecure Lord. And I, I'm, I'm coming to you. Yeah. And it says when he, when you, when I sought him, he answered me, he heard me and he delivered me and freed me from all my fears. So in Jesus name, just go to him right now. A lot of prayer tonight. I'm yeah. ho I hope you're liking it. Just go to him right now. Just say heavenly father, I bring my fears to you. I bring my insecurities to you. And I ask you to deliver me. I ask you to free me today from fear and insecurity in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that powerful message. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast for more amazing messages like what you just heard. You can also search for Gregory Dickow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for tons of great content throughout the week.